0: wearing a fucking beanie inside.
1: Yeah, Sam, how dare you wear a hat and dot?
0: Yeah, what's going on with both of you? Why are you both hatted wanderers? Because my flat's fucking cold. Alright,
1: okay.
2: And, cause it's a little Lord worth... Fauntleroy little of... with the central heat in.
0: I'm wearing a hoodie, you fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I um I I realised as I sort of came on today, I looked at myself and I realised that my beard has got to that level now where I look like a sort of procedurally generated NPC in Red Dead. (laughs) Like you know, and there's there's guys that you just walk around that like ah.
0: I know the exact sort. You look like you had some kind of opinion on that, Sam. I don't
2: know. You just look kind of aspiring Amish. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania's <Yeah>. greatest export: <laughs> the Amish <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if someone took that
0: Amish and removed all of their woodworking ability <laughs> excuse me excuse I'm sure me. that Ed made a lovely box with a sliding roof in uh, <laughs> bird box. in in, in, year, in year 8 design and technology
1: <laughs> I've made garden furniture. There's a there's a planter full of nice vegetables outside my house that I I, I made.
2: When you say you made a planter, do you mean you stuck mm. five planks of wood together?
1: I mean, what I'll say is there are at least <laughs> twelve planks of wood.
2: <laughs>
1: wow. Also, there's some there's some sort of timber frame to keep it all together. It's it's actually pretty classy. Like I don't want to, I don't want to lead the lead the listeners down the garden path on this. Like
2: multiple I mean, comments from neighbours. You need not concern yourself with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the blow of the editing hammer will fall <laughs>
1: quickly on this segment. I mean to tell you guys, um, I will have as long as my laptop allows today. Because shortly before we started recording, I plugged it in and it went poof and uh, all the fuses went off in the house and I had to go downstairs and turn them all back on. but it has um, it's destroyed my laptop charger. so oh. I'll have as much I'll have as much charge as my laptop has in it right now, which is it's on about 85.
0: Okay so we've got we've got a reasonable amount, but if you suddenly dip out before Cardinals Rams, we'll treat that as a uh, as an emergency thing and not because the game was shit.
1: Yeah, I promise I'm not just, like, mercy-killing myself.
0: (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Well, we should be done fairly quickly, I'd imagine, because, as I specified in the group chat, for all the hype that the playoffs generate and for how much we absolutely adore playoff football, this this wildcard round produced one good game, one exciting ending via complete incompetence, and four (laughs) absolute... Dumpster fire blowouts. So let's just start right away, shall we?
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Stiff Upper Lip Podcast, the NFL podcast by Brit. We are in partnership with Gridiron Extra and we are returning for our third season. So, yeah, on we begin with me,
0: Ed. Me, Emma.
2: I'm Sam.
1: I'm Max Saito.
0: And I'm Tom. We are back and the wild card round is in the books. And well, mm, it's hard to get up for it. It's hard to get up and ready to recap four games that, if they didn't have direct playoff implications of being one and done teams, I'd be happy to skip past in a regular week. Because oh dear lord, um, we are going to start off with the best game of this uh, this round, though where the Cincinnati Bengals ended a 31-year playoff winless streak, beating the Las Vegas Raiders 26-19. And it came all the way down to the final play. The Raiders almost pulled it back level right at the end of the game. But the Bengals hung on in a game that they comfortably controlled, but just couldn't quite finish off the Raiders till right at the very end. And now, Cincy advances to the divisional round for the first time in thirty one years, how mental is that? Unbelievable, and it's over. The Bengals playoff drought is over i was I was thinking uh, before, actually like right before
1: this game started, I made a sort of mental note of how many teams that are currently in the in the playoffs were like teams that we'd be considered rebuilding at the start. And like this was two teams that we were like, these are years from playoff contention.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll happily go along with that. I thought that the Bengals were like, maybe in year two of a three-year project. I had no idea that they were gonna be as good as they have been, and they are moving on in the playoffs. Could you believe it? Oh, exciting, exciting stuff! And
1: they rode their young players in this as well. They rode Burrow's arm. Logan Wilson
0: played incredibly and they also got some big plays out of Jamar Chase We finished the day nine catches for 116 yards as well uh, the mismatch that we were preaching about in our preview show ended up coming true because those Bengals wide receivers and tight ends are a nightmare for an undersized DB call like the Raiders
1: yeah I'll, I'll bask in the glory of that correct take um I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that the uh, I think that the Raiders gave a I mean they didn't play well out of the gates but I think they gave a good account of themselves towards the end they were just like unlucky when it came down to the wire but I think that I think that anyone looking at this Raiders team can say you know this is about a, this this is exceeding all expectations considering the amount of turmoil they've had over the year it's nice that Derek Carr was able to play some playoff football it's not nice that it ended after one game, but I think we all agree that as much as he looks like a serial killer, we do quite like Derek Carr.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a solid point. Um, the Raiders, especially in the secondary, ended up way too banged up to make any difference, especially in that sort of fourth quarter. It's a it's a bit of a miracle, really, that the Bengals couldn't quite capitalize on it more. Because, I mean, Diablo... Who has a great name, and I've only just realised this, uh, had, well, he left the game early doors. They lost uh, Brandon Faison with a concussion early doors as well. Like that's they were already coming into this with a pretty questionable secondary for the matchups, and they were leaving with like guys that probably could have been on a practice squad, um, but you know you gotta you gotta maintain health if you're going to be making a run in the playoffs and the Raiders just couldn't do it one thing that i do have to mention is um the crowd in cincinnati absolutely came to play here because uh the Raiders couldn't get going on offense and they had a fair amount of um false start penalties and just illegal motion penalties and just everything that you expect out of a out of a game where the opposing team can't hear the quarterback so highest attendance since the Carson Palmer years in Paul Brown apparently
1: and it, it, I mean it definitely showed it was I wouldn't say that since are a team that necessarily have a huge home field advantage normally but like it really was on display in that first half that first quarter
0: yeah they're fully behind like this Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and young sprightly defense it's it's a sort of Completely different outfit compared to like five years ago when they had to root for Andy Dalton and Vontaze Perfect. Those are not guys that Cincinnati wants to be behind. But you ask them, do we want to get behind Mike Hilton? They'll say absolutely.
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, the the shame for Cincinnati is, I guess, that they've got to go on the road next week to face um, the Titans because you figure the pop from playing at home... Might be enough to. See, I mean, they might get over the top anyway. But like, the pop from playing at home was enough to see off the Raiders, and you, you could certainly see it being enough to see off the Titans as well. Hmm.
2: On the on the Raiders side of the all, obviously there were there was jibbing and jabbing about that whistle play, the erroneous whistle, but there were so many Raiders mistakes in this game, like the the. Out of bounds return that they didn't get out of bounds quick enough. Like the drops by receivers. Those, I think it was the Sean Jackson drop. Oh yeah, the, the one, the yeah. one sort of the quite early one. Yeah, um, and like there were a, there were a shit ton of penalties. Like <laughs> we'll get on to like, what
1: a shit shit ton of penalties truly means later with this <laughs> game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the the. O line for the Raiders had a couple of like holding penalties, and I think like an ineligible blocker that kind of screwed them on a couple drives. And the like, Bengals' pass was not good. Like, I didn't think even before, like, after Trey Hendrickson went out, it, you know, it didn't really. Get much going, but against a, a good
0: offensive line, I think I think they'd be negligible. Uh, yeah, I mean they definitely felt the impact of losing Trey Hendrickson because I felt like before he went out, him and Hubbard were sort of making life a living hell for Derek Carr. Maybe not getting like registered stat lines, but just generating pressures they seemed to have him under duress a little bit and they had to sort of lean a little bit more on Josh Jacobs, whereas when he went out, Derek Carr was allowed a hell of a lot more time to throw the ball. Um, one of the things that sort of probably points out how this game ended up going is like one team played with enough je ne sais to actually put the ball into the end zone, generate scores, and the other one... Seemed to do a hell of a lot of moving the ball up and down the field, but no actual end result. Um, the Raiders ended up outgaining the Bengals by, like, 78 yards. Both teams moved the ball incredibly effectively on on, like, on offense. It's just... We never really got any scores from the Raiders until, sort of... Until it ended up being a little bit too late. Mm. Why are you giggling, Sam? Well, because... Tom, sh-
2: Tom said um, je ne sais quoi <laughs> 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 instead of je ne sais quoi I assume je ne sais quoi is just like if you get fish at a restaurant and don't know what it is. but is isn't pois, <laughs> I don't know about poi I don't believe poi is a word
1: like oh, petit, pois. petit pois.
2: Yeah.
0: now we we get poi not also <laughs> point as well what is "pois" not also point? I've heard no, "nil pois" pointed out. Ah, oh, maybe. Well, I mean, it was it I mean, was a Freudian slip, and I will I will fully <laughs> I will point it out. But I got my P's and Q's mixed up. However, even still, I've just, just trying um, to um, add I've just a little read bit apparently. of culture to this. <laughs>
1: I just read apparently that Larry Larry Ogan is out for the rest of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, he he went down with like an ankle injury, and it was yeah. like one of those where it didn't look like it was caused by contact. He just sort of like sprang up in the middle of like trying to rush uh, oh. on a play, and like you could see that he just did not want to put any pressure on his right foot. So not ideal to say the least. I um, will have to see how that ends up faring for the Bengals, especially with. King Henry coming back this week, you you almost sort of need your best D tackle in there. Mm. Gross.
1: Are we are we saying are we saying DJ Reader's a nose tackle, not a D tackle? <laughs> I'd say so. Um. Oh, obviously the news as well to come out of this game now is that since this game, uh, Mike Mayock's been relieved of his duties. I think that's something we should we should touch on. I mean. Given the fact that his last five, his last five first round picks have been two busts, an arrest, and like another two busts that are like along, another two players that are on the lines of becoming busts. Like I, maybe not Josh Jacobs, maybe it's harsh on Josh Jacobs, but like who else we got? Henry
0: Ruggs, Alex Leatherwood, Cleveland Farrell. Is it so? One of the things that we've always sort of maintained is that the Raiders are incredibly bad in the first round, but incredibly good outside the first round for actually picking talent. Now that I think about it, like the, I know that Max is going to probably come in here and and be a cynic about the whole situation, but like what Mike Mayock said is that he got swayed by John Gruden um, to draft some of the guys that they took in the first round, like that he Mike Mayock wanted C.D. Lamb instead of Henry Ruggs, he wanted Devin White instead of Clulam Farrell. Um, but outside of the first round, I'd imagine that a ham-fisted moron like John Gruden wouldn't have any uh, any say. And that's where Mayock actually got the the run of the mill, and they ended up drafting pretty well. Now that you I know think, the only- is there is there a possibility that John Gruden is just a fucking moron and ended up getting both him and Mayock like? in the shit.
1: I think I think it's I think it's more than a possibility that he's a moron. Whether he was a moron that cost Mayorka's his job as well, I don't know. But the the argument whether John Grun is or isn't a moron I feel <laughs> is a slightly moot one.
0: <laughs> Perhaps so, but even still, like the the fact that it's the moves that were made exclusively in the first round that have got Mayork fired for like bad drafting and yeah. he's coming out and saying that Gruden swung him and everything that Mayock probably will have had all of the say on like a sixth rounder ending up being pretty damn good that's that's uh, it doesn't seem right that it, like someone that has been sort of well renowned as being like one of the best like draft analysts and doing incredibly good work in especially when it comes to like watching draft tape and and Picking the right guys that will be booms or busts. Suddenly, in the first round, can't pick a first rounder to save his entire life. And John Gruden is out here, like, specifically being an asshole to every single person that he's ever met. Like, come on. I I feel sorry for Mike Mayock here. But they were almost sort of tied at the hip as well. So, like, what's, what's not to say?
1: yeah i mean i you, you could point to you could point to alternatively to the bengals and say that their last two draft classes have been smash hit out of the park after smash hit out of the park i think they i think they're absolutely where they are because of the strength of their drafting in their past two free agent classes
0: one thing i will say about the bengals is incredibly brilliant drafting is it is quite easy to get generational talent when you pick in like the top 5 picks but now that they're not there, they should still be like they've got a great young roster. That's the whole point of being like, if you're bad, being at the top of the draft so you can get these generational talents and not pick Leland Farrell. So like, you still have to hit on picks. You can't go picking Saquon Barkley second overall, and and make it work. Can you insert? Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can I can do you a gong. That's that's, that's the best that I can do. Either that or... You aren't liking it anyway. Yeah, no, they're not, but shut up. Um... (laughs) 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 right.
2: How do you make, like, a sad trombone noise? I meant with a trombone.
0: (laughs) 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 Wow. That's... She's ever getting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant! All right, Um, let's. uh, I don't really want to move on. I want to talk about this game as long as I possibly can, and then the rest of the weekend we can.
1: No, we we have
0: to. uh, What else is there to talk about with this?
1: As we move slowly towards the heat death of the universe, it's inevitable that we'll at some point have to move on from Bengal's
2: Raiders. <laughs> it's optimistic that you put us on that kind of time scale.
0: <laughs> yeah, your laptop's not going to last yeah. more than an hour and a half at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> I'll right. only imagine the end of the universe
1: and all you can hear is just like strains of the outro credits. They're <laughs> <five. Yeah. laughs> like kind of getting
2: sucked into a black black hole. Like,
0: what is wrong with you? <laughs> Alright, we'll turn our attention then to the other game played on Saturday where the Buffalo Bills beat the brakes off of the New England Patriots forty seven to seventeen and this game has one of my favorite statistical record points of all time, which is that the Buffalo Bills were perfect on offense. They didn't fail on a single drive to score a touchdown. They gained every single yard that they had to gain. And that is what the first time that's happened since the mid-80s. On Un- Friggin' believable uh unfrigging believable it's certainly the first time it's happened in
1: donkey's years against a playoff opposition
0: yeah this happened in a playoff game as well i think that, that game the other one happened in the regular season in a in a blowout win against some bad team for some great team i don't remember exactly who it was but the important thing is the buffalo bills were perfect That first Josh Allen touchdown probably told the Patriots everything that they needed to know about this game because Josh Allen extends the play for what feels like 45 minutes before putting an absolute dime of a touch pass to the back corner of the end zone where Dawson Knox is all alone and he brings it in. And at that moment...
2: Was it not that one that Josh Allen said that he was just trying to throw out the back of the end zone?
0: I mean, it might have been, but even still, <laughs> if it that is looked like it from his like <laughs> aneurysm, like as he threw it, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, you Amazing never really hat, see, you never really see Josh Allen like purposefully hoisting passes up into the air. He usually, sort of bullets them at about four thousand miles an hour. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe there is something to be said about it.
1: I um. One of the, yeah, the the Buffalo Bills are an infinitely better team when they balance the run and the pass, aren't they? Yeah. Like, you could probably point to a line health as being, like, a key factor of this. But, like, when you have threat on the ground, that opens up so much for Josh Allen. And they, they do so many of these, like, I mean, the the Tom Haight play, the sort of the deep cross. Mm-hmm. The, the deep cross is, like, their whole offense, and it's it's
0: impossible to stop. Yeah, um, and the Patriots proved that it was impossible to stop because they didn't lay a finger on a single Buffalo Bill, it felt like, all night. Like We were to- we were sort of mentioning the Christian Barmore versus, I don't even remember who the B- uh, Bill sent her. Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse. We were sort of highlighting that as like, a oh, this could be a real weakness for the Bills. I don't think that Christian Barmore made a tackle. I think he made one tackle and that was it like that just wow. sums it up. De- Devin Singletary who is a guy that I've been highly critical of for pretty much all of his career because he's just not he's just not really very good. Um he ran 16 times for 81 yards and two touchdowns. But it felt like every time he touched the ball he was making Patriots guys miss. I don't think I've seen a defense play that badly under Bill Belichick in in years, to the point where everyone was saying about how, like, Bill still has it, and then the moment that this game is over, Bill's fielding questions about whether or not he's going to retire this year. Like, that's how badly the Bills beat the brakes off of Bill Belichick here. He was getting questions about retiring after a year where he took Mac Jones to the, to the playoffs. Kendrick Bourne was in the playoffs, man. Like, come on. That's an overreaction if I've ever seen one. But still, what a performance from Buffalo. And boy, did yeah. they deserve it. It was an absolute, a consummate
1: pasting. There oh, really nice isn't any other way to describe it. Thank I you. love that.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> um, I Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this game other than... Uh, one of the guys that we all absolutely adore over on the podcast bar Max uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was seen in the stands in Buffalo uh, completely shirtless with his giant beard fully dangling and he was absolutely loving the game there's clips of him from like people nearby just fucking enjoying himself and we hope but well, just just to kind of emphasize this. Shirtless
2: in what? Uh, what was with wind chill, minus twenty degrees centigrade? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but I, I raise you the fact that he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Imagine, imagine the chill in Washington when you realize that he's still under contract there.
2: Just, just retire, man. Just do this
0: shit. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> like. Fuck Peyton's places. I want to see
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: skinny dipping with Fitzpatrick. <laughs> like,
2: every Washington game, I want them to just play it. Like keep him under contract. Give the man his. Give the man his cheddar, and just like the halftime show is just him performing some kind of feat of strength or endurance. Like, Do you reckon? Ham boning. (laughs) Oh, his chest looked like a joint of ham. Like, weirdly, it's like a dad, kind of, like a kind of jacked dad, which he kind of is. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's
0: like, like, no definition whatsoever. He's one of the oldest (laughs) guys in the NFL. He's what, like 37? He's been in the league for 16 years. Reminded
1: me when Edge came back to the
0: Royal Rumble. Like that. that, that <laughs> yeah, <physique. laughs> he's right though. Although Edge doesn't have quite the impressive beard, but he definitely has the better hairline.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, I mean,
1: you know what? I, you know, I'd love to see in a few years Ryan Fitzpatrick GM. <laughs> like, this is a man, man we who
0: graduated to... from Harvard. He's he. Yeah. What, didn't he? Wasn't he? Didn't he score a yeah, perfect yeah. on the Wunderlake test as well?
1: Yeah, the only one of only two players ever to score a perfect 50 on the Wonderlick, yeah. He's like a certified genius in addition to being right Fitzpatrick,
2: which... I mean, eh.
0: Gorgeous, gorgeous girls pass uh, the Wonder League test with flying colours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I will say, just before we move off this game, and I said this in the preview as well, or the preview to the preview. I don't fucking know. Um, I feel like this game was a vindication from the Bills, mostly toward Max, who was yeah. hammering the drum for 18 goddamn weeks about how their wins have come against the worst teams in the league, and they lost to Jacksonville. And so... Yours, Max.
1: (laughs) You don't care who you hurt in this podcast, do
0: you? It was me and Tom last
1: time, and now it's Max.
0: Yeah, we exiled you. You come back, and you're still out here trying to throw fucking knives in everyone's back.
1: And I, I
2: agree. You're a piece of shit, sadly.
0: But yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm out
2: here for blood. I'm here to depose you two. Oh, speak of the devil. If
1: you'd, have, if you'd have held on to that take for two minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey Matt. hey guys Well, wow, four people this is crazy I know it's, sorry it's I'm crowded. so late I just can't help being such an indebted public servant to the people of my local authority
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey we won't be the ones laughing when you're getting a, a key to the city of Chelmsford
1: uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's a prophecy, is it? I promise. It just, uh, mm. it just opens it, a big wine cellar. It's not. We're <laughs> not bloody. We're not fucking Truro. When you know Truro a
0: <laughs> Banging Truro so in a big spot. About. Well, we were just about um, to move off of uh, Patriots bills. But, Thank God. You know, I feel like since you have just arrived at this exact moment, where uh, Sam was banging the drum about how uh, this was the Josh Allen revenge game for everything that you've said over the last eighteen weeks, uh, it, it almost feels apt. Max, have you got any? Have you got any comments about how Josh Allen uh, <laughs> played in this particular game?
1: Yeah, he played bloody well. <laughs> <laughs> well <my laughs> people do, I'm not. I'm not shameless. I'm not going to be like. Actually, because I've said he's not going to be as good, I feel like I've what I've pulling what a coward, need... as we like to call it, in the uh... like from coward. an emotional from an emotional balance standpoint, like an emotional transaction between me and the play of Josh Allen, I've got what I needed from that preseason take. Right, <laughs> I spent like I would say there were a solid like six games this year but i was just like the smuggest bastard on the face here <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not even talking about the ones where josh allen didn't play very well <laughs> but um, <laughs> no i think yeah I, I mean we i said it in the in the previous show like if josh allen josh allen's the key to this game if he plays well they win at a canter and he played beyond well and they won it, what's after a, a gall i guess <laughs> yeah i think a it counter. goes I think it goes Trot, Tantra Gallop Sprint.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought it went Cooper Lamb (laughs) Gallop. All right, let's move on.
1: Talking of record the credits without Tom. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bad joke.
0: Oh, I see. That's fine. No, you feel free. If your laptop can handle. Producing this goddamn show then i I beg of you, I implore you to take it off my hands <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's move on on to the Sunday games and do we really have to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning thirty one to fifteen against the garbage time Eagles who yet again scoreless right up into the fourth quarter and then put up fifteen and uh, yeah this game was shit. Uh, yeah, everything that one, anyone maybe. said everything that anyone said about this game was proven wrong by the end of the second drive um, Jalen Hurts played Hurt now apparently because he left but the stadium help on a boot on a walking boot I and maybe mean, that explained his weird had, bad play
2: oh. yeah, if I had the wherewithal to get to some kind of you know newspaper office in the city of Philadelphia, I would walk in with a crudely drawn mock-up of a newspaper that says, Jalen Hurts' ankle, and I would slam it down on the desk (laughs) and just open my wallet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Um, If you actually were a Philadelphia sports writer, you would have a, a, a fork in the path ahead of you, and... You know, it's like that meme, right? You can go to, like, the dark and stormy side, which is, like, throw Jalen Hurts under the bus, demand the GM and the manager get fired, and, you know, classic Philly stuff. And then there's the sunny, happy side, which is blame Dan Snyder's shithole
0: stadium. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: mean, I'm inclined to think... (laughs) (laughs) I'm inclined to think both are true. He did say he's been dealing... He said it was an ankle injury he'd been dealing with for a number of weeks. Like a month, yeah. Which is which is weird, because, like, I don't know, like, Jalen Hurts, like, you know I've stood up for Jalen Hurts on this show, but I'm not going to stand up for Jalen Hurts if he can't run around. <laughs> 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 if, Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts' mobility is limited to, like, Philip Rivers from, you know, age five onwards, um, then... <laughs> <laughs> then I, I think they should have started. Garden. They would have a better chance if they started Minshu. Although it's not like Minshu's passes could get caught by Rhaegar anyway.
2: So yeah, I, I think say, it was. Just can, like can you wanting... imagine in like a weird bizarro world if Minshu had played and actually played quite well, the turmoil that it would have thrown the league into?
1: Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, it certainly would have thrown the Eagles into turmoil, but like that didn't happen, so we don't have to deal with a whole. (laughs) We don't have to deal with like a whole season of conjecture. I think, I think, Jalen Hurts—they might bring in. I mean, Gardner Minshew kind of is competition for Jalen Hurts, but I don't think his starting job is necessarily under the is like under the microscope unless they bring in someone a bit better. But I just think like it was just one of those games where one of the teams is used to doing this sort of thing. And the other team was just like not experienced, Shat the bed,
2: <laughs> really. <laughs> and, um, I think yes. everyone,
1: everyone knew that this was definitely a distinct possibility.
2: Mm. I do, I, I do like the kind of is there is there much like statistical kind of weight to teams that have been in the playoffs before doing better. I mean I think Tom like Brady think, kinda ruins the average well, for everyone. Yeah. Yes. yeah, But I don't know. I just think it's funny. It makes me think of I like, mean, Jalen Hurts with like flop sweat. I'm like, oh jeez, man.
1: It's just not it, like I literally this is the preview show, and what I said was like, Can I see this play of game ending with Jalen Hurts beating Tom Brady? Like it doesn't really matter how they play. I just—it's not possible to me to imagine that. And uh, when it comes <laughs> to Brady, you just think like, can I see that? And the answer is normally no. The only time that I can really think of was the obviously the Nick Foles Super Bowl. Um, that was—I'm pretty sure—a mass hallucination. That it was an inspiring. <laughs> really we roll with it.
2: <laughs> a countrywide gas leak. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> MK Ultra two. Feeding LSD to an entire population, just so Phillies fans will stop complaining for like a month.
0: (laughs) They didn't even stop complaining; they just complained about winning this time.
1: Yeah, remember that Doug Peterson didn't make a full year after that before he was (laughs) fired. (laughs) That gives you some indication of what Phillies like for (sighs)
0: sports
1: people. He did, didn't he? No, he was gone the next year. No, nah. well, they, they made the they made the playoffs the next year. Remember, and Nick Foles came in again.
0: Oh, well, no. To,
1: that was the mm. double doink year. Of course, it was. Disregard me. Wait, in fact, he only just got fired at the start of this year. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, he made it like two full seasons after they <laughs> oh, made no. the playoff They made the playoffs <laughs> the year. They made the playoffs the year after because that's when Wentz got a concussion immediately. <laughs>
1: what, am I, what, what am I thinking of?
2: This is this is the perfect distillation of Ed's takes, where
1: if I he think says thinking something about quickly Boris
2: enough Clement. and confident enough, it doesn't matter if it's wrong.
0: Yeah, I J. Know, J. was J. 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 was out within the next twelve months, but Doug Peterson exactly. remained like a wet fire for three years.
1: I don't I don't know where that take came from.
0: My brain was, <laughs> I could have been thinking about
1: Ben McAdoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My brain was just like, oh yeah, that made sense because there was the guy before Sirianni, and I was like, wait <laughs> 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 um, peterson was the guy before Sirianni, because <laughs> remember he had all of his pictures up in the office with him and, <laughs> and they had that video of sirianni <laughs> looking at all the old pictures of peterson like wow <laughs> and that that video alone was the basis of why i thought sirianni had a decent chance of getting sacked this year
0: <laughs> and they <laughs> so, made the playoffs, you know. And, but ultimately... We, like, he didn't last more than 12 months after being hired, and that's because they made the playoffs.
1: They, the, the Eagles didn't win... They didn't win a, any good games against any good teams, but they made the playoffs, and that will do for them. I mean, obviously not for the fans, but I think for the team, they'll, they'll fall there in the right direction. And the Bucks, obviously, just... They'll probably yeah, win the NFC Championship game again because fucking Brady, fucking... <laughs> ah! Old man Brady. What I love is the fact that Brady has already beaten more um, NFC opponents in the playoffs than Aaron Rodgers has. Yeah, I mean he probably he probably had done that just from Super Bowls. <laughs> I think he may oh, have. Yeah. You know, um, what was? Uh, yeah, we should talk about Jalen Rieger briefly. I mean, how, will that guy have a job by the end of this sentence? Like,
0: <sighs> no. Let's hope not. I mean, two muffed punts, one catch for two yard. That like, I've never seen a guy who seems so bereft of not only confidence but talent from I've the never first seen a round guy who since more Taco Charlie. Yeah,
1: he saw. He saw AB. <laughs> torpedo his career in um, Tampa Bay and thought, you know what, I can do that without taking my clothes off. <laughs> I've never seen a guy who is more obviously going to be playing for the Raiders next year.
0: Uh, actually, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> it, and I imagine him being... In typical Eagle fashion though, I reckon he'll end up being alright. Like, um, how they were absolutely ripping on like Alshon Jeffrey and... Uh, Fuck, what's his name now? Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. And they both ended up being, like, remotely decent as soon as they were Philly. Many... What's Aguilar's stat line for the
1: Patriots this year?
0: I mean, it beats his unbelievable amounts of drops for the Eagles, so...
1: Doesn't, um... Oh, God, the the Patriots... Well, I'll talk about that in the offseason, but it just occurred to me how bad the Patriots are at having receivers who aren't called... who Well, who aren't, you know, mid-white guys, so... <laughs> the All right. Gunnar Olszewski New England Patriots experience 2022 <laughs> I'm telling you, if, J- if JJ Ortega Whiteside ends up on the Patriots next year, I'm rolling back out the same prediction I did this year <laughs> <laughs> and this time I'm gonna be right, I can
0: feel it <laughs> Alright let's, uh, let's turn our attention now to a game that actually remained close and gave Max a migraine because the San Francisco 49ers won 23-17 against the Dallas Cowboys in one of the most failed whiteout attempts I've ever seen at AT&T Stadium. And this game ended in the way that it played out all throughout the rest of the game. Because the game finished. <laughs> I'm sorry, this it's game. like, legitimately... This, this...
1: finished, does it? As it began, only it
2: didn't. <laughs> no, like. As it began and continued.
0: I appreciate that you're all ripping into me right now, but, like, the fact that my brain's just completely switched off at the moment that I have to talk about what the fuck Mike McCarthy was thinking is is pretty apt, if I'm being honest. Cause
1: serendipitous,
0: yeah. With 17 seconds left in the fourth quarter, with no timeouts, from around about what? The 45, they decide to run a quarterback draw. For 15 yards, and then fail to get back to the line. No,
1: no, no. It was <sighs> if if they had run a 15-yard quarterback draw with 17 seconds left, they would have been fine. The problem was that they ran a 22-yard quarterback draw with 14 seconds. Oh, left sorry. Left. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I got
0: I got my numbers wrong, and that makes it even worse because Dak Prescott slides, and they have about eight seconds left. It feels like. But all eight seconds go towards them now having to get a bunch of 350 pound linemen back to the line of scrimmage.
1: What a just and out a of every eight ev- year old ref to like fumble his way through the line and try to get the ball.
0: Out of every single play call that I think I've seen this season, including the Joe Judge third and eight inside his own half quarterback sneak, I think that this one genuinely angered me more than any of them. No.
1: Do you know what it is? is and i think we've hit on this a couple of times this year is that the rise of um play callers calling like draw like right, draw plays in say like second and long or third and long situations this year i don't have the numbers for it but it feels like it's gone way up and i think it's an extension of the whole analytical approach where you, you sort of take what the defense gives you and When the 49ers started that drive, they were just not defending the sidelines, so it allowed the Cowboys to hit three really quick and easy um, outs for about 40, you know, 35 yards. Um, And then prior to the quarterback draw, they split all their defenders out and started defending the sidelines, which is just common sense. I don't know why they weren't doing it before. And I basically think what happened was Keller Moore saw this, and he's thinking, you know, Mike McCarthy's big analytic come to Jesus moment that he had before signing with the Cowboys maybe that's what I think he's like oh hang on the, the defense is just leaving the middle of the field that's going to be where we can make up some yards and then we can get a short attempt but it's just a total lack of situational logic and awareness because they had to know that was a possibility and it just wasn't it wasn't smart but I, I think that is the reason why they did it is the whole take what the defense gives you like yeah, create like- like, credo that people have been running with this year.
0: However, I, I I do hear what you're saying, and I know that I'm not going to ask you to be on the side of Mike McCarthy's uh, absolutely ludicrous fucking situational awareness, because as a Packers fan, you already had to suffer through dealing with what the fuck Mike McCarthy was doing this whole time. But um, nobody should ever run a 22-yard quarterback draw on foot with 14 seconds left Without any fucking timeouts. In a playoff game. At the end of the game. It's not
1: spot. What if you're 21 yards from the end zone?
0: Oh, well. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But, (laughs) the only problem is, is they win. And Mike McCarthy came out after the game and said, would you rather, like, go for it, like, three times from the 50? Or go for it from, like, the 20 or whatever? And it's like... I mean, if you're going to go for it from the 20, at least actually make sure you can get the fucking snap off.
1: Don't... Well, the thing is as well is I, the odds of the Hail Mary would have been in their favor because they match up physically against the 49ers cornerback. Yeah, their it's,
0: not, it's not like fucking Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin aren't already like deep threat options for the Cowboys anyway. That's
1: No, it was totally... <sighs> total awesome. But like you said at the start, it was just a, a continuation of how the game started. With the Cowboys, just uh, they just came out looking unbelievably sloppy. I think they had some, like, 14 penalties. That's, like, 7 free pre-snap penalties or something like that. And it felt like they gave up either through penalty or overturned, like, first-down plays overturned by penalties. They must have given up, like, half a dozen first-downs total. And it was just killing me because I, I... You know how last week you called me out for thinking, like, for always talking about who I wanted or didn't want the Pakistanis? Yeah. the one team who for the last like month and a half i've desperately not wanted the packers to face is the 49ers and i was watching this and i was just like as soon as the draws came out i was like okay so we're we're going to be playing against the 49ers but the Cowboys somehow stayed in it despite the fact that you know they got played off the park really in the first half and it was just the way that they they just were ill- disciplined they didn't execute properly it was a it was just a catastrophe for them i mean That and they also got sabotaged by their own stupid massive stadium. (laughs)
2: That's the (laughs) dumbest thing in the world. (laughs) Fucking east to west.
1: I would just kick punts off the scoreboard until I hit a really good one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally.
2: (laughs) You pay your money, you take your chances.
1: I mean, even. Like, there was obviously um, Cedric Wilson getting blinded by. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, a, on a critical third down, getting blinded by the God rays that were shining. And there was even on like a fourth down late in the game where Dak Prescott's scrambling and he throws the ball and it's. And I think it was Cedric Wilson again. His foot kind of got stuck in the turf, and he no, falls he down. And his river. and his hand is like six inches from the ball. And if, if not for that, he might. It would have been a preposterous play to pull off, but he he would have had a, a shot at catching it. Um, so that's. Something to work on. They need to get like blinds. They need to get down to like Fred's blind factory on the high street. <laughs> get a quote. Am I right in saying that the previous te- uh, the previous Cowboys Stadium was demolished because of the quality of light on the field? It was that one that had the sort of the strange square in the middle. Yeah, and it snowed in there once in the um. <laughs> It was a game against the Dolphins where Leon Lett jumped on a, a blocked field goal and fumbled it, and the Dolphins recovered and kicked another field goal and won the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was also... I think it was, yeah, the old Texas stadium. I think it was also host to the uh, hottest game in NFL history. So That was yeah, when they discovered that pickle juice works as an electrolyte substance. Bit of interesting for you there. It's not Well, they should let the players play with sunglasses. Not like the sun visors. Actual sunglasses on. <laughs>
2: Obviously, wraparounds for safety.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, gotta think uh,
2: about it. The, Max, how do you feel? I mean the the Forty ers injuries. I know. I don't think I don't think they're going to
1: be. I think with concussions, it's normally one week, but you can't guarantee it. And apparently, yeah. Fred Warner got away with got away with it and um yeah i think fred warner they said apparently jimmy garoppolo has like a coming. slightly sprained shoulder that he's playing through as well as the obviously the ucl well, tip bone and the torn ligament that that could be a factor in i mean we'll talk about it but lambo field's not air conditioned like well, I guess it is in- entirely <laughs> air
2: conditioned
1: <laughs> Um I mean what I mean you're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo injuries, but what you have to remember is that the rest of him is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean if you once <laughs> once he threw that pick, the 49ers oh, got oh, off God. the rails. <laughs> and
2: he could have yeah. been picked
1: a few times. Like I do really think that Jimmy Garoppolo is the main obstacle between this 49ers squad and winning a Super Bowl. Because yeah. like they've got so many good, like Debo, I don't know how you go about stopping Debo Samuel, like, yeah. he is completely insane. He can run any play in the book, like, even the passing ones. Um, yeah, yeah. There are, you know, there are like one or two players that could stop him and, like, realistically, Fred Warner is one of the few that you could say well, <laughs> match yeah. him up in coverage we'll see how it goes, but like... I mean, I, we can preview it, but like, they're gonna definitely, they, they weren't leaning on Debo, they were running a lot of um zone runs against the Packers in the first matchup and they'll probably have Debo coming outside and you know it's going to be an interesting matchup because Devondre Campbell was a first team all pro and barely missed a tackle but he's not rapid like he doesn't cover ground like you know your Warners or your Whites so it'll be it'll be one to watch I, I do live in fear because the 49ers came out with their hair on fire in that game yeah. they were just dominating in the trenches on both sides you know Trent Williams is just like Beast, even though we had a, <laughs> just like that a, a false start on that like fourth and inches QB sneak at the end, and <laughs> I don't know. I there don't were know. there were a couple there of plays. There, there were a couple, a, couple of yeah. plays. Sorry, Max. Gone. I was going to say they're looking like. If, I don't have the list of Super Bowl favorites to hand, but if I had to guess, they probably jumped up from. I don't know. They probably would have been
2: tenth or something to probably fourth now. I mean, I'd probably agree that. Jimmy Garoppolo is the the biggest obstacle for this team. Um, I would have
1: them as better as the Rams.
2: Yeah. Just in kind of, I was doing a standard kind of pre pod research and. You were listening to around the NFL then. What (laughs) did Dan have to say? I won't dignify that with a response. Um, (laughs) (laughs) for, For quarterbacks with a two start minimum, Jimmy Garoppolo has the lowest fourth-quarter quarterback rating in the last 30 that years.
1: Our statistics. <laughs> the reverse hurts. 30 years. <laughs> the man is not... He has no clutch gene. It's, now, it's because... If you had
2: Jimmy Garoppolo and Jalen Hurts... It's because
1: um, Carl Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins... And when he couldn't get Kirk Cousins, he was just like, oh, give me the second biggest bottler on the market, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> that oh. one came out of left field.
2: Give <laughs> me his non-union equivalent.
1: He's like, fine, get me Mr. Pepper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... One thing that I just want to just very quickly touch upon is because um, we never really covered the All-Pro uh, first team, and I guess we'll do it at the end of this because that came out after we'd done our preview episode. Um, Trayvon Diggs is a first-team All-Pro uh, <coughs> exclusively because of the fact that he makes interceptions, but when you get targeted 95 times a year because you get burned 85 times a year... <laughs> That's uh, he's the poor man Russell Douglas. He he got burnt. He got sent for an absolute hot dog by Brandon Ayuk in this game. It was it was one of the nastiest like cuts I've ever seen on a route. So I can't really blame him too much. But when you get left about eight yards away from a guy off of one cut like that's he he, he can't cover. He's he's right. just so shit. But because of the fact that he gets targeted a bunch and has ball skills, all of a sudden (laughs) now he's an all-pro.
1: What the fuck? He's like a Dark Souls boss. He's like a Dark Souls boss because he'll just allow you to chip away at him and just like (laughs) and then he will just one shot you. There weren't really any standout like island corners this year.
0: There weren't, but at the same time, I know that the the thing that Cowboys fans have been getting incredibly butthurt whenever anyone mentions this about, is that, oh, but you want your guy to make plays on the ball. And it's like, yeah, you do. But you also don't want your guy to get burned for 1,200 yards and at least 300 every game, it feels like, and four touchdowns. Like, it's like he stinks.
1: When... It was like last season when Jair Alexander had a run of just, like, giving up less than 50 yards to almost everyone. Yeah, I know who it wasn't. I know that wasn't the case for Red. But, um... They just it's because they weren't targeting him, right? And it is the opposite, as you say, things. I totally agree. But you know, at the same time, eleven interceptions. There's a reason no one's not done it since 1981 because it's quite hard to do. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why no one's done it because you <laughs> you have to be bad enough to be constantly targeted,
0: but good Was enough he? to still be on the field every play. Because most of the guys like Rasul Douglas, like. They've come on. They've only just really started getting any love. It feels like Trayvon Diggs plays every single snap for the Cowboys. Why do not
1: Trayvon Diggs convert to wide well, receiver like his brother?
0: I did see one meme that was. Uh, uh, has anyone seen Invincible on on Amazon? I know Ed won't have, but uh, there's just one scene Absolutely where not. where the dude's just like pathetic, and it was uh, when Stefan sees Trayvon get burned on yet another simple route
1: well this is the thing like you you grew up if you grew up covering stefan diggs who is like a masterful root runner and you get deceived from like one cut roots hey um i think it would be more accurate to say he grew up playing with stefan diggs not covering him
0: yeah chances are they both played on the exact same team and never had to cover each other during like School drills, so he just basically never had to cover Trayvon, uh, digs Diggs at any point. Must be some sorry receivers down where they lived. Um. Anyway, let's laptop let's, battery update. Laptop battery update. Go on. Twenty eight percent. Oh shit! You might, you might, oh, we might actually genuinely get you here. I might have, I might have <laughs> predicted it perfectly. Um. All right, let's turn our attention to the Sunday night game where the Kansas City Chiefs uh, did what everyone was expecting them to do and kicked the crap out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 42-21. to uh, Patrick Mahomes, 404 yards, five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown, which his mom sawed, uh, which is pretty, pretty nice. Uh, he also had 108 yards receiving. And yeah. Just he to be clear,
1: the reason the reason why the story about Travis Kelsey's mum is so nice is because she also watched Jason play in Tampa like six hours before.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to like properly focus on it so that Sam could accuse me of yet another around the NFL point, but it's worth mentioning. It's nice. It's a nice yeah. little. God, nice that,
1: that one. That one is really stuck in the core of the consciousness of this podcast. I fucking hate it. It
2: was a. It was a deep, deep piece <sighs> Your piece. Just of because you. it's
1: true doesn't mean you should say it you piece of shit. So, <laughs> um you're a no yeah one. I think it was it was a total molly whopping, a complete molly whopping and it was another game where the Chiefs just like didn't do anything for a while and then they were like oh yeah and then they scored <laughs> touchdowns like every time they touched the ball and uh, then it was that. I mean it was like it was pretty bad <laughs> yeah. I, it, I, I don't think um, as the season went on and as the weather got colder. It was like last year where Ben faded pretty badly towards the end of the season, but it was, like, much worse. Um, and I think it was probably it was probably time.
0: <laughs> I will say that the O-line, again, did not help in any way, shape, or form, because, I mean, Najee got 29 yards off of 12 carries, and that's because he was hit behind the line of scrimmage uh, by about three yards less than he was even... He, he he basically if got handed could
1: all retire too. Well sorry? Said if only they could all retire too. <laughs> it would be interesting. It would be interesting to see if they brought, they brought the same group back and they had a different quarterback. I wonder to what level it um, makes your life easier as a Russia knowing that there's like a whole element that you really don't have to honor at all. It's like you're basically just like it's like Seaball, hit bull. You don't need to worry about, like, a bootleg or really that sort of thing. So, you know, it's probably easier. Like, I would imagine trying to guard for, like, Patrick Myers, for example, is, like, trying to protect a large rat. You know, the rat is going to run around. um, You can block and the rat's going to run around. And then even if the guy gets past you, he's going to struggle to, you know. Whereas I think... Trying to block for Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> is a bit like trying to block for a large bamboo shoot, um, <laughs> where like it's not it's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if they get past you, um, you know they 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 just have they have one spot that they need to get to. They're not trying to look around for a rat. Do you know what I mean like not <clears throat> not patching the home is a rat. I'm saying he has rat like agility.
0: <laughs> that might be one of the greatest fucking rambling points also, I've ever heard on this show. Also
1: cause you know, rat mahomes, it right, you know, it, it makes sense. <laughs> this is the gone classic example. example actually. This is the classic example. A thing. Max, let problems. it go.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll get back to you on this one. Every single word, if every single word surprised your brain a little bit <laughs> yeah. as they sort of tumbled out of your mouth. <laughs> we could hear you getting more and more surprised by the point you were making. Yeah, you were thinking my, my about the words thing. not
0: before you said them, but about four seconds after you'd said them.
1: My succinct point is that I think it's it makes it an offensive lineman's hard job harder for Ben Roethlisberger because he's fat and can't bad move anymore. <sighs> but the counterpoint to that is Carson Wentz because like. At least at least they scheme plays around Ben. At least at least they sort of create protections yeah. which keep him in the pocket. Mm. Well so. Carson Wentz is like what's is is like, like he's yeah. like um you know those islands where animals haven't been contacted <laughs> by people, so they haven't learned to be afraid? <laughs> when Carson Wentz sees the person get by you, he's like, Oh, what's that? and he goes over to look for it.
2: <laughs> Carson oh, no like, <laughs> Carson, Carson Wentz is a dodo.
1: He <laughs> doesn't know what these people are. Like watching a pheasant with a bucky on his head trying to cross a motorway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um... He never
2: was an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I assume Mahomes is going to get kind of caught up in a, a little rat king made up of the rest of his family and eventually die of starvation. Essentially, yeah, that is what I expect
0: to
1: happen. Yeah. Um, But it'll be, they'll have a great part in the local production of the Nutcracker before, so that'll be fine. (laughs)
0: Uh, From the actual game perspective, uh, as Max has pointed out, this game (laughs) basically played out like the Chiefs had absolutely no idea what to do. The Steelers also had even less ideas. And then, uh, TJ Watt returns a fumble for a touchdown and uh, then all of of a sudden the Chiefs were like, oh, shit, they're going to have to rely on the defense to score touchdowns. Oh, we can play with, like, freedom. And then they proceeded to uh, do whatever they wanted. I will say, like, this is exactly what happened during, like, the Mason Rudolph season wherein um, because the offense would stall out within no time at all and burn absolutely zero clock the defense played to an elite level for what felt like five drives and then all of a sudden started getting incredibly tired because they were uh, they were swarming around the Chiefs um like Trey Norwood for example made two of like the biggest plays of his rookie career and then just ran out of steam um Minka Fitzpatrick all season has made more tackles than any defensive back in the entire league. He just got tired. It played out exactly how it was sort of expected in the sense of like when the defense stays on the field for the entire game, they get absolutely exhausted. Um, and I know that the time of possessions are going to say like exactly 30 minutes actually, I've just checked. Um it looks like it could be even, but there was no evenness about it. The Steelers had some long drives late in the game, um, basically just to get Ben Roethlisberger like a final touchdown or two. It's, well,
1: the it's, problem was that the the drives were the same length of time, but they were not the same length of distance.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. So the Chiefs <laughs> had like a twenty-yard area to cover, and every player had to move like four yards, whereas the Steelers had seventy-five yards to cover. And had to cover a distance of about eighty yards between uh well, between everyone. So yeah, that yeah. checks
2: out. I mean at least at least you got those few last touchdowns like the hamburger you give a dog before you take yes. a round.
1: <laughs> It was even worse than that. It was Steven Gerard's goal in the six one versus Stoke that was his final game.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was just about to sort of weirdly about to mention the exact same game. Um with, well, with, have the two, like for it. with the two with the two hundred and fifteen yards, it does mean that Ben goes out as like the third most yards thrown in a postseason by any quarterback all time. He passed Brett Favre and Joe Montana. So, but those two hundred and fifteen yards were pretty fun. much pointless.
1: How much do you think is the gap between Tom Brady and the second
0: person on that list? I, I know exactly how big it is. Um, the second person on that list is Peyton Manning with uh, 7,800 yards. Tom Brady is on 12,000 yards.
2: <laughs> the,
0: ben Roethlisberger has 5,995. I've just looked it up, so like Tom Brady yeah. Pey- Peyton, Peyton Manning is in a league uh, of, of, of his own above everyone else and then Tom Brady is in another stratosphere above everyone else and still going
1: but how many yards does Nick Foles have
0: don't know don't care didn't ask plus ratio um 51 <laughs> <laughs> No cuz he torched the Vikings for like 400 oh yeah, yeah.
1: 451
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh um, yeah, uh, the Steelers move on now. Uh, from this, season. I mean, they
1: don't. It's the it's the it's the Chiefs that move on. The Steelers no. just move sideways. No, is
0: it? Yeah, isn't like the Steelers can move on from this season where like we don't have to talk about them anymore. So you guys all win, and I got to enjoy a lovely season where we where we made the postseason and uh, pissed off every single other fan base. So. We both win. <laughs>
1: In no way is that different to an average Steelers season. <laughs> that's
0: true, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: In no way was your statement about us not having to talk about the Steelers any more true.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll all be we'll be doing like an actual like postseason, but we're not going to mention them for the rest of the postseason. Like how I refuse to mention any of the other host teams that are completely irrelevant. Um. Anyway, that, can can we we get get the...
1: it? yeah, and yeah. Who, who was it that mentioned Saquon going second overall? Well, that was
0: me, <laughs> but that's fine. Small jabs, and that's it. We're not we're not gonna spend a considerable amount of time talking about them until the off season. Anyway, we small move... jabs
1: of course something that Kirk and Aaron will never take. <laughs> 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 that,
0: was, that was that was that was good in a big spot. All right uh finally we come to yet another disappointing blowout between one team uh that you maybe have looked at thinking maybe being like the second favorites for the super bowl and another team that come in in abysmal form except this time this was the fourth and fifth seeds so what the fuck are we doing here the cardinals 11 and 7 well 11 and 6 on the season you'd think oh maybe there's going to be some life there What the fuck was this? Didn't score until the third quarter. Cliff Kingsbury regression is fully on me and Max's radar, and I assume it's the same for you, Ed. And this game proved it.
1: I wanted to believe better of the guy, and then he came out and torpedoed... I mean, to be fair, Murray had the worst game of his career by a considerable distance, including his college career. But, like... I don't think, but going back to the year where the week after the Minneapolis Miracle, the Vikings were destroyed by the Eagles, I don't think I've seen a team come out less prepared for a playoff game than that. It's because they knew that they were predestined to lose because of the NFC West. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, they like,
1: well, don't bloody bother, because 10 of 11 now, and... Um, You know what? The funny thing is, the NFC West hoodoo does extend to whoever is in the NFC West beating the Packers in the playoffs. So, I've already given up all hope on that. Back to this game. That's (laughs) that's a a league high two eye rolls in twenty seconds from Tom. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Hey, I couldn't help it. It was like a fucking natural response. Well, I'm the only person that you can talk about their team in the present tense. <laughs> but yes. hey, away, we're
0: still reviewing thing, the goddamn wildcard awesome card round.
1: Look, clearly need to make
0: most of the way. Yeah. Let's talk like about Rams Cardinals. No, <laughs> please. It, <was> bad. <laughs> it no, it was bad for one team, but for the other team, like the Rams, who desperately needed to get right, this was about as get right as it comes. They had Kyler Kyle Murray absolutely on skates. They performed just about as safe and, and composed as they needed to on offense. This is promising for the Rams. There's an actual potential there. Sean McVay fully outcoached Cliff Kingsbury, and the two challenges that he had in the first half almost dictated the entire game.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't have anything else to say. The yeah. best game that OBJ, we've seen from OBJ in a while. Von Miller got a sack, so these like free agency acquisitions are working. Um, if I can go on for a slight tangent and say Von Miller, apparently he's told people in the off-season he's going back to Denver. So he spent yeah. half a year at the Rams and then is going back to Denver at the end of the year. Yeah, he will not need to be to alone there to
0: win another Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Funny, that. I mean... I'd respect
1: it. It's us, guys. You aren't in the playoffs, so I'm going to go, but next year I'll come back. <laughs> it's funny if they trade him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Except, like, send him a contract and I'll be like, oh, by the way, you are headed to Cincy.
2: That's by the Cliff Kingsbury turns his room into a gym.
1: <laughs> He's like, sorry mate, we've traded you to Vitesse Arnhem again.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Lewis Baker approach. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It feels weird that like this game had absolutely nothing of of spark from the Cardinals, and it was just completely meaningless for them. Like. They finally get back to the postseason, they have like an unbelievably great start, and then come out and play this flat. Ugh, gross.
2: I, just I, didn't... Don't, I don't understand the Cliff Kingsbury decline.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, I didn't understand the Cliff Kingsbury progression, so it's quite nice that <laughs> I, like, I we've, we've returned to back the to the memes. He's just shit, like, Sam. This is the point. He is not like a good player. P- he's a terrible head coach.
1: every year he adds like one new wrinkle for the offense, and it takes like defenses about eight weeks to sort of <laughs> work out what it is. <laughs> no, it, it takes about it takes <laughs> up eight weeks for Kyler Murray to get hurt
0: that's true actually. yeah the new wrinkle yeah. is usually okay. some way of putting Kyla Murray in front of a truck. Holt McCoy was serviceable.
1: Have you have you guys thought about the fact that Larry Fitzgerald like has just sort of like quietly walked away because <laughs> he's not officially retired, but also he's not played for the Cardinals in a year.
0: Well, didn't they cut him? No, yeah, no, they I did. They he's not on the roster. He's never been. He's he was gone this season. But... No, but they
1: didn't. They didn't cut him. He just sort. He did. He just like was like. Nah, I'm all right.
0: Yeah, no, like, he never signed a contract extension, but, like, his contract was up this year.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he's never, like, like done any, like, oh officially retiring from the NFL. He's just sort of <laughs> just potted away.
0: Uh, yeah, he hasn't retired yet. No, he's still there. He's a free agent. The only problem is, is, like, what what market is there for a 30, Eight. What, 38? Yeah, 38, yeah, 38-year-old well, wide receiver right now.
1: Does, I think with the manning parts he said he just wasn't, wasn't interested in coming back. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, Obviously, they didn't have Hopkins down the stretch, and they had all of their pieces banged up. But it seems to me that like, it, it would just have happened anyway, because that's the DNA of this team. So, another long offseason for them. The Rams are back in the divisional round like they always are. But, I don't know. They didn't have to play very well to win.
0: When was the last time the Rams had to beat anyone in, in the wild card round that wasn't in the NFC West, by the way? Because they beat the Seahawks last year, they beat the Cardinals this year. It feels like every time that they get there, they always end up having to beat a team from the NFC West, and it's never usually the Shanahan team, so they don't have to worry about it.
1: Um,
0: I don't know. Um, maybe None of the other divisions
1: have really looked much like sending more than one Team to the World Cup for now, but the the thing is, what's interesting is they beat, they did beat the Bucks earlier this season, um, quite comfortably. So it'll be interesting to see if they can do again because I don't know, I don't know what's what's the track record of Matt Stafford in the playoffs. Nobody knows. So we'll 100 one
0: one an hour right now, that's that's all that's all you need to know right
1: now. One well, one a, I think he lost one with the Cowboys in twenty fourteen. Against the Cowboys in 2014, I maybe. think. I think it's never been. I believe so.
0: I think that was a Jim Caldwell year. Oh, maybe actually. That does sound about right. Either way, played pretty damn well here.
1: Yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to not play well when I don't know the defense may as well have just like sat in a uh, circle. I a three.
0: Chandler Jones got his yes.
1: five sacks in the first game and then was like, oh, that'll <laughs> do me for the the year."
0: The Lions made the playoffs three times since Matt Stafford got there. Yeah. That can't be right.
1: Did they go 0-3? Yeah.
0: Yep. yeah, they're I not, suppose the division also on... has the
1: Chicago Bears in it.
0: Oh, that's true, actually, yeah. There's been some bad Bears teams, including this one.
1: Um, There's been some bad Vikings teams as well, let's not be. Been...
0: Including this one, and there's
1: been some bad Packers
2: teams. Not what including this one? one, hundred percent clean, baby.
1: Yoka
0: from Book Glory. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Um, I feel like that's pretty much it. Um, we'll probably be back at some point on Friday, I guess, guys, fellas. We could, if, if so, yeah. Maybe we can, um, since there's only four games to preview,
1: I mean, we'll probably spend ages talking about each one, but maybe we can talk about the old pros or um, take a look at maybe ranking the managerial posts that are available. So there's a, a, little, a little sauce on that steak. Yeah. Not, to, not to sprinkle too many breadcrumbs as well, but I have started working on the 2020-2021 uh, caviar fingers.
0: Fantastic. Well, then in which case?
2: Oh, man. What? Um, so I won't be able to record on Friday. Or watch any of the games on Saturday. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am in York for the weekend.
0: No, that's alright. That's alright. Um, are they all how... on Saturday? No. There's two oh. on Saturday, two on the Sunday, right?
2: Okay, Rams and okay, Bills Chiefs is on Sunday. Okay,
1: yeah, that's that's the appointment viewing of the week.
0: Yeah, right. yeah I can...
1: Packers forty nine is not ringing a bell for you.
0: Should we just shut up? Let's just get it's out. Got of Packers here. in it. Go packers. God damn, takes the piss.